Welcome everyone. Happy Friday or whenever you might happen to be listening to this. Happy time for you to be able to take a break and come and sit with your tea. Welcome to Tea and Contemplation. So we're at the end of August now exploring um, how we're handling our feelings, our emotions at this this point in the year. Uh, our our focus this particular month is around how we're navigating sense of overwhelm or burnout, any kind of process that we might be able to bring to the surface that can help us through seeing what it is that is causing these pinch points for us where we can create a little space. And today's focus in particular is focused on rest. Rest is a key element of that, not just sleep, but true rest. Rest that nourishes us, that fills us up back up again. And as we're going to explore today, creates space. So to begin, let's go ahead and get ourselves settled wherever we are choosing to practice today. Just making yourself nice and comfy, like really intentionally comfy where you're sitting, you know, moving around, shifting in your seat a little bit, really feeling the fullness of you, the weight, the presence of you sinking into the chair, the cushion or the floor, wherever you happen to be. Allowing your feet to make contact with the floor. Inviting the hands to simply rest in the lap. Taking the fingers a little bit wide so we can feel space between each finger. And sitting up tall, comfortably so, not in a rigid held form, but just comfortably tall. And inviting into the body just a few slow clearing breaths that might be slightly longer or deeper inhale than normal. Just a little, so, a little texture, a little bit so we can notice the quality of the in-breath and the slowness of the out-breath, just on your own time, a few rounds. As you're doing so, just noticing in the body where you can sense a spaciousness. As you inhale and expand, where is there a little bit of room? And just seeing if this process of simply sitting with the breath Helps you to arrive more fully in this present moment, the whole of you, 
in this moment right now to be able to rest. And that whatever thoughts or mental formations that just drift into your awareness, just letting them be. We don't need to try to shoo them away. We can invite them to come rest with us. We can say to them, I know you're concerned about this. But we're just going to sit for a little bit. We'll get to this later. couple more breaths together, either with the eyes open or closed, whichever feels more settling to you today. Now let's shift our awareness, the spaciousness of our practice to include our tea, inviting our tea into this place with us where we are exploring openness and space. And so whatever tea that you have decided to work with today, just picking up your tea. And for just a moment, just pausing to observe twists and folds in the leaves and the color of the tea. The little shape that it makes in whatever dish you might be using to hold the leaf. Running the fingertips through it and just maybe give it a little squeeze, just noticing any kind of sense of give or softness. Tea is affected by its environment, the humidity in the air. So depending on where you live and what it's like this time of year, your tea may actually feel different in a very subtle way right now compared to when we come back together again in say January or February. Now bring your tea to your nose. And notice how in this practice, when we breathe with the tea, when it's really close up, and then we'll do this again when we're breathing with it in the bowl, that we can still be very close to something and yet also feel space in the body. Let's follow the movement of your breath with the tea. As each out breath gently warms the leaves, releases a little bit more fragrance, and just notice how space shifts in the body, even as we're very close to something. on just taking a small little serving of leaves from your dish whatever feels like what you need today 
and placing that in your bowl. And just being mindful of things like how you feel today in this moment. If you're feeling depleted or tired, you may want a little bit more leaf today. If you're feeling a little restless or fidgety, a little antsy, maybe you want a little less leaf. And then once you've served your tea, going ahead to get your hot water. Any way that you need to do that in your space, maybe going to another room to get your kettle or it might just be right next to you. Just pausing for a moment once you have your hot water. Coming back to your own center, coming back to feel the groundedness of you sitting where you are. And from this place of very keen present moment awareness, then we move forward to be able to add water over our leaves, nice and slow. Just gently letting the leaves melt underneath the stream. Noticing how it feels in the muscles of the hands and the arms to move in this kind of slow way. Maybe you're making little circles or slow zigzag patterns. Just what that feels like. This may be the only time of day that you make some sort of specific motion like that. It might be something that the body already associates with tea, associates as a specific way of moving that over time we interpret in our muscles and in our bones as soothing, as restful. So the whole physicality of the practice of tea can be something that in time as we keep doing this, sends these signals to the body for rest, for contemplation, for spaciousness. And as we sit here, simply just watching what's happening on the surface of the tea, watching the steam, watching little bubbles rise. Maybe a little gentle movements in the water. This too is a specific activity. This is something we specifically associate with tea. Just observe how it feels in the body. Expanding your awareness a little bit from just focusing on the tea to also perceiving yourself. How does it feel to simply sit here and watch tea for a little bit? What do you notice happening in your body? And 
And if it feels okay to pick up the bowl, we can lift our tea bowl, bring it to the nose. And this process of getting close again to the tea. Getting close and also still feeling room for expansion. Room to move around inside the body. We might find even as we're close to something that subconsciously on this level that the body associates as friendly, as non-threatening, as restful, that our thoughts expand too. So as you're breathing your tea here, just notice where your thoughts go. Things that you're reminded of. other parts of your conscious existence that you're drawn to be aware of and to ponder in this moment as you breathe the tea. Just notice where things go. And sometimes if we're feeling particularly distracted or overwhelmed, we need a little extra assistance with this. So if it's helpful to you, you might like to add a little bit of a count to your breathing here. Just simply counting 10 in and out breaths, just at your own pace. So one inhale and exhale counts as one. And then the next inhale, exhale counts as two. And if you get to the number 10, the number is not so important. It's the time spent. That'll take you about a minute. So let's take a minute here together and just quiet to breathe with our tea, allow things to settle, see what kind of spaciousness happens. Go ahead and set your bowl down. Once again, allowing the hands to just simply rest in the lap. Fingers wide, feeling the space of air around each finger. Noticing what the air around you is like now. And just consider if that little minute of quiet and focus with the tea, if that felt challenging at all, just know that that's okay. If that felt different from other times that we have done something similar like that. It's a technique I like to use a lot. 
If this time felt different, that is also okay. And then just moving at your own pace when you feel ready to move on from this little pause. Let's go ahead and enjoy a sip of our tea. So lifting our cup with both hands helps for focusing and intentionality of what we do. Bringing the tea up close and enjoying a slow sip. Feeling the presence of the tea in the mouth. Just noticing the areas where you feel heat first, where you feel texture first. Notice that it's not the whole all at once. It comes in little, little points. Like individual little stars lighting up in the sky at night. After dusk. Little points of awareness in the mouth. And the same as we swallow the tea. Notice little points in the throat, going down into the chest. And finding one particular little point in the belly where you feel the tea. And just appreciating this little soft sensation. Before, whenever you're ready, and if you feel called to take another sip, going ahead and doing so. And just appreciating how a few more points come online here. A few more little stars light up. Where else can you feel the tea brightening inside this little internal night sky? And as the tea makes its way down and settles, sending a cue to the body that it is okay to settle here in whatever way that feels comfortable. And tea leading by example itself for what settling and for rest might look like, might feel like. And moving at your own pace, just whenever you feel you've allowed the spaciousness of time to just observe the moment after each sip. Let it gently fall, let it settle. And then taking another taste of tea when you feel called to. Sitting here drinking our tea, just observing where the thoughts go, 
how our breath shifts and moves. And it would be fair to notice in this moment that we're actively doing something. So we're moving and we are intentionally interacting with another friend here and we are drinking tea and we're seeing activity happen in the body as a result of that. We're seeing activity happen in our minds. And yet we can also consider, is this what rest might look like? Does this feel like a space, a moment of time that you would say is restful? Does it feel easier than some other points in our day and our week right now? In what ways might it feel easier? However big or small, even if it's just as simple as the permission to not be on our phone, to not answer emails, permission to drink and enjoy something slowly as opposed to being on a timer. And consider the curiosity of something that is active, it can also be rest. So that, you know, again, this idea that rest isn't necessarily the same thing as sleep. Perhaps the one thing that various forms of rest have in common is that they create space for us. Space to move around and to witness. So just observe how you're feeling in this moment as you sit and enjoy your tea. Knowing that it doesn't have to be like any one particular way or formation or sensation. That there's moments that might be completely serene and comfortable and others that feel a little bunchy. That's all okay. And in today's contemplation around this question of what should rest look like? Does it need to be anything in particular? How do you know you're resting from your overwhelm? Let's take a, a cue from RT that we can spend a few minutes with or we could spend a whole half hour sitting with and ask ourselves throughout the day, how much time in however many minutes or hours, how much time can you live in spaciousness? How much time can you feel space? 
where could you do something that invites this in? And consider that maybe some of the answers to that question might be the answers to what rest would look like for you. The most famous, the most well-known definition of yoga is the definition that comes to us from the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. It's the second sutra, and the Sanskrit is something like yogas chitta vritti nirodaha. And this is something that most folks, when they go through there, uh, intro to yoga course, this is like the thing that they will hear. Um, or if you go through a yoga teacher training and there's a little philosophy, chances are that that sutra will make its way in. Uh, and it's translated as something like um, yoga is the stilling or the cessation of the fluctuations of the mind. And I thought that this was a really efficient way at getting at some of the paradox of today's session. What should rest feel like? 
because when um, when we as kind of newer yoga students learn that sutra, um, we tend to imagine that the goal of our practice is that cessation or that stilling of the movement of the mind. The analogy is often given of like um, water, turbulent water becoming like a, a calm pond. And so, you know, it's a natural and an obvious question, I think, to ask, well, what does that feel like? What does it feel like when the mind becomes still? When suddenly there are no thoughts? And the frustrating thing is that there's, there's no good answer to that question. Because as soon as we start to wrap language around that state, we're no longer in it. Still, I think we can confidently say that the goal of yoga from that formulation is not the stillness itself, but it is whatever happens when the mind does calm down. Um, if we put our emphasis on the actual stilling or cessation of thought, yoga becomes a kind of um, anti-intellectual endeavor, uh, something that is kind of uh, very, and, and I think this is like, we see this flavor more in the traditions that emphasis renunciation and asceticism. It's like, oh, this, we just want to get this monkey mind offline. You know, um, <clears throat> the word rest makes me, I feel like rest has a neighbor, a neighbor word, or, and that is play. Play is also a really important word in yoga philosophy. The Sanskrit word is lila. And play is very expansive. It is not... Um, it's not just sort of like silliness, which is, I think, how it sometimes gets glossed in English, like, oh, we're just playing around, you know. Um, that play is, uh, is about sort of fascination and curiosity and exploration. And that I, I feel that this is a way in which we are active at rest when we are playing. And that, that play has this kind of nourishment because it is a way of moving 
without fully um, locking down expectation or goal or intention. That play is kind of like the, the liberated state of, of action. And so if we're, if we're interested in what rest feels like, and our, and our definition of rest is more expansive than that of just simply sleeping or not doing, I think we might benefit from, from asking ourselves, how we might introduce the playful into our daily routine. Sue's mentioned the idea of permission, you know, and I think this is really, it's really important for, for all of us. I think when, when concepts like rest and also play come, come into being, uh, for us, there is often this resistance, like, I, I, I can't do that. I, it would be irresponsible for me to do that, right? And, you know, we all have to deal with this, like, overly serious voice inside of us. <laughs> and I, I think that the, this, um, it's interesting to sort of examine that voice, the voice that says, you know, um, X, Y, and Z is on, is on the to-do list or, um, or look at this mess of a world, you know, that I need to contribute to. How on earth could I possibly rest in this kind of incredibly traumatic space of culture that we are in? How could I possibly play? And I think that this part of our mind... Um, imagines that we are moving towards a sort of perfected state in some way, that um, that it is possible if we move through the world perfectly, that then this world will become a place that is free of suffering, um, or you know, insert your ideal universe here. But whatever world we're working toward, I don't think that that world... That world is not served by us um, denying the very qualities that we imagine will define it. And so when we work on integrating rest or um, integrating settling, when we approach our lives with a kind of playful curiosity, uh, when we live at a speed or pace or in such a manner that we are able to regularly feel this spaciousness that Sue spoke to. We can think about that, those postures as being ways of embodying the qualities of the world that we seek. And so in this way, I think we can kind of have our cake and eat it too. We can work toward a better world 
and we can also be within ourselves in a better place. So I think there are a lot of realms on which justice and integrity operate. You know, and we can, we can look at the, the world that we share, this kind of external world, and um, attempt to make moves which bring more justice into this space. Um, but we can also uh, examine this inner world as a place in which um, the, the ideal of, of justice and the, the ideal of integrity um, can, be, can be practiced. So what should rest feel like beats me. And maybe it's indescribable. But I think in the same way that when we come back from a moment of deep meditation, uh, we will know that we have rested when we return with this quality of curiosity, when we can somehow bring the spaciousness with us into our endeavors. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, if you had uh, interest in exploring more um, of the yoga philosophy that I just briefly mentioned, so that's the classical text, the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. That's P-A-T-A-N-J-A-L-I. Fascinating uh, text with many, many, many commentaries and translations. Uh, and if you have any further questions for me, you can always find me at info at adamgrassi.com. My last name is spelled G-R-O-S-S-I. And Suze? You can reach me at suze at beingt.com. Tea and Contemplation is offered as a live recording every, uh, or a live session every Friday morning, 8 a.m. Central Time. So you're welcome to join us and practice with a whole community of folks who are also on the path of exploring their own inner world. We hope to see you sometime soon.